0: Episode seven of Who Watches the Watchmen? Clinton can do. That's us. That is us. Yeah, we know our own names. We're getting very good at that. Slowly. Uh, This episode was titled uh, "An Almost Religious Awe," and uh, that episode title comes from uh, the original Watchmen graphic novel. Oh. When uh, when Doctor Manhattan uh, ends the the Vietnam conflict, Uh, he's talking about. How he was greeted by the Vietnamese after winning the war for the Americans, uh, and he said they came with terror and an almost religious sense of awe. Oh, okay. And so it's a should have should have seen coming that this yeah. was a Doctor Manhattan episode because right there in the title, and I didn't get it until afterwards. Um, this this was this was an episode. Yeah. Would you agree that this was an episode? I'd say it would take all the boxes of being okay. an episode. Okay, so. Uh, without, well, before we dive into uh, some of the specifics of this episode, uh, how many times did you watch it?
1: Um, one and a half.
0: I had okay.
1: probably, um, s- I started over today, I wanted to kind of, because re- I'd watched it mm-hmm. um, quite a while ago, and so I going to refresh a little bit, especially the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. because going into the episode, I felt like it was kind of an inconsequential episode, like where it's, okay, we're getting a little bit more of a backstory on mm-hmm. Angela. But then I was totally wrong about that. Way more that. happens yeah. than that.
0: Yes. So so first impression, after you finished the episode the first time, what did you think?
1: I thought it was great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your face says, says something else.
0: I did not. <laughs> you did not? I did not. Really? I, did, I have grappled with this episode. Really? I really have. Okay. I did not like this episode. Okay. I watched it three times. Really? And my feelings on the episode slightly ticked upwards uh-huh. by the third time but I did not like this episode oh, okay so uh, I'm not gonna be able to defend myself as
1: eloquently as you can I so don't you know, know that I see- have a defense okay. of my position
0: I'm confused okay a little confounded uh-huh um, so let's just let's talk through and maybe through talking through this I'll come to have a greater appreciation of something yeah. Okay. Alright. So the episode starts off uh with Laurie Blake uh showing up at uh um wow, man my brain The guy Cruz? with the shiny mask. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> guy
1: with the shiny mask. Guy with Mr. Meer. Uh what's his name? <laughs> no, I'm thinking Mr. Meir now because she kept calling him that. Well yeah, that's all I can think of now. Oh uh, looking glass. Yeah.
0: Man. okay this is what this episode did to me it it really <laughs> it has crunched my brain a little bit so she shows up laurie shows up at looking glass's house and they're dead seventh cavalry well, she doesn't show up everywhere
1: she doesn't show up her minion guy what's his name did yeah you're right she was on the phone that's she not the point. she's at
0: um Judd's house. The point is all those 7th cavalry guys who rushed in on Looking Glass are super dead. <laughs> They're dead. One of them is missing a mask. Yeah. Uh, a Rorschach mask, presumably because Looking Glass took that Rorschach mask. Uh, filled it with a little bit of reflecting. Uh,
1: do you think he just has it over top of his?
0: Um, I, hope so. yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I didn't even think about him taking the mask. But uh, yeah, he's he's definitely going to infiltrate the the Seventh Cavalry. I yeah. think I, I think That's, anyway. Yeah. So Laurie gets the call, or Laurie's there. I don't know. She's I, at Judds. I, honestly, I don't care. Ta- gonna so she after goes to his wife. She goes to Judds, <laughs> and I I started to love this episode. This was the moment I started. I was just like, yes, here it is. She confronts her and Judd's wife says, Let me, let me cut you off. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm bad. I'm 7th Cavalry. I'm loving it. Yeah. Loving it, Clint. Yeah. Loving it. One, uh, the social commentary of everybody always has it out for the old white men, uh, but for some reason, they, they just, the, the wives are innocent, as yeah. if the wives don't know exactly what's going on. I love this little bit of meta. Like, the wives know. The wives are in on it. The wives are just as bad as the husband. Good on you, Watchmen. Then, she pulls out this device.
1: I love this
0: so much. Do you? Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. She pulls out this device, and uh, it's for a trap door, and it doesn't work at first. She jams on the button a couple (laughs) times. The floor drops. Laurie drops in. Yeah. You love this. I did. It was funny. I really liked it. I really hated this part. Really? I
1: (laughs) laughed so hard at that. I love that it doesn't work at first. Yeah. I think
0: that's so great. Well, it hasn't been used in a long time. Yeah. I get it. I get it. They like set
1: this thing and like they probably never used it and it's just been there and she's probably been like, oh, why do we have this, Judd? Why are you putting this in? (laughs) And she's like upset about it. Like, oh, this is costing us thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. We're building this house. Why are you putting a trap door in? And then then it, it... it's realized later down the road when she gets to use it.
0: My, my eyebrows just dropped a little and I'm like, oh, okay. But I love you, Watchmen. I'm with you. Uh-huh. I'm with you. I'm with you. One, one little misstep in the mind of Ken Brown. Not a problem. <laughs> I'm with you. Because this is a show where squids rain. Yeah. Why can't we have a trapdoor that doesn't work? Okay. I'm with you.
1: Let's remember that there's squids falling from the sky the whole time during this. I think that might put a lot of things in perspective that you might say later on.
0: <laughs> it might. It might. It might. So uh, then we switch over to Angela, who is recovering from her nostalgia overdose. Yeah. And she is hooked up to some strange machine. And uh, she's basically – her memories are being uh, restored and reintegrated. The, the memories of Will are being taken out. Right. Now I'm back in love with this episode. I'm really enjoying this kind of stuff. I like the interaction with her and Lady True. I loved when Lady True gives her the injection. And it's the uh, the little explanation as to yeah, what's happening yeah. in your brain yeah. right it's now. It's
1: like the infomercial of what's happening to you right now. Yep. Yep. Do you mind if we jump back one second in sure. what's happening with Angela? Because they also, they show, um, they're going through some... Of her actual memories that mm-hmm. she's regaining yes. while going through this process, where she's still kind of in her coma mm-hmm. state, and she's remembering back in Vietnam, um, growing up as she, she's a little girl, and it's um,
0: she's remembering the death of her parents. Well, and let's—I'm—I'm I'm getting too far ahead of myself with the things that that irritate me. So yeah. Let's let's go backwards. Okay. Because you're right. <laughs> the episode opens with a great grainy, uh, old footage style recap of of some things that have happened in vietnam yeah uh, like is, i've been hoping for giant manhattan comes walking through yeah, yeah. boom 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 Loving and this that. is the part where i
1: was talking about where i felt like oh this is kind of an inconsequential episode where we're just learning a little bit more about angela's past and um kind of filling in some gaps that um we weren't privy to before and uh but it, like I said, it cl- it clicks in and it starts doing some fun, crazy things.
0: Yeah, later down the road. Can I do a little bit of theory weaving? Sure. It kept popping out to me that these bikes driving by her. There's bicycles everywhere, and there would be a memory? loud. Am I getting ahead of myself? I'm... You know what? Instead of trying to walk through this, <laughs> plot point by plot point, let's talk about character stories. Yeah. So let's just stick with Angela's story. What we get in flashback with Angela is, one, some of the origins here of what she will eventually become when she's Sister Knight. Yeah. She goes into this video store. She finds this like uh, black R-rated exploitation black exploitation film. film. Like she about. wants to see this with her parents. Yeah. They're very good parents, and they're like, no, kid, you're too young. Yeah. There's no way we're going to let you watch this. But this is, you know, the the early genesis of her Sister Knight persona. Uh, the parents, everything seems to be going very well. And then there is a suicide bomber in, in the Vietnam that's been arguably liberated by Manhattan. But there's still dissidents there that are very upset that this has happened. And, and they're like
1: targeting military. Yes, they're targeting military yeah.
0: personnel. Her father is in the military. There's a suicide bomber. It explodes. It kills her parents. Yeah. Now, leading up to this, There are these shots where she's walking through the street and the bikes keep going by her and almost hitting her. Yeah. There's always a loud bell. Is this... Trying to think how to word this best. Manhattan knows past and future. So if as we come to find out Manhattan is going to have a connection to Angela, is this Manhattan toying with the past to ensure that Angela does not die in this explosion, that only her parents do. I don't think so. They call such attention to these bikes.
1: And maybe it was just this I think, little detail. I thought it was the bikes are going by and they're trigger, triggering the memories that she has currently in her head of her grandfather. Maybe. So it's these loud moments that are tying into those past maybe. moments that she has of Will. So that's what I took it as. I didn't take it as anything... The reason I ask
0: is because later, uh, another great scene with young Angela, we get her grandmother finding her after yeah. her parents have died and she's lived in an orphanage for a while. My, my absolute favorite part of the episode is her and her grandmother. Uh, yeah. Love her grandmother just being very matter of fact. Uh, like, yeah, we'll definitely watch that movie. Everything's going great. She loads her into a car and suddenly uh, as she crosses around behind the car, she just dies. Yeah. No explanation. A heart attack. She dies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because she hinted that she had a heart attack earlier, so I kind of yes. yeah. This is where my brain started to theory craft. <laughs> did Manhattan kill her grandmother? Did Manhattan preserve her? If her and Manhattan are in love, and Doctor Manhattan is outside of time and can see past and future, did he in the past arrange all of these things to happen so that she would become who she becomes? so that they would fall in love in the Watchmen present. Too convoluted? Too I knives never
1: out? Went, yeah, I never thought about <laughs> any of that, especially since it's been so long since I've read okay. the graphic novel that I can't remember all the details of Dr. Manhattan's power, so I never went into any of that, and I just was taking it as a little more backstory of Angela okay. and her life in Vietnam.
0: Every time this movie does something strange, I think... It means something. Yeah. And I don't know if my brain is overdoing that. And this goes back to, if you remember way back in episode two, or maybe three, when Angela's talking to Will, I said they called attention to the fact that Dr. Manhattan can't look like a human being. Like, he can't look like a normal person. They said it twice in that episode. And one time, uh, clever foreshadowing, she says it to Will kind of dismissively. She says, You know, Dr. Manhattan can't look like a real person. Makes sense for somebody that's covering. Um, But they did that same thing where they dropped these very clear – we're going to state this several times. The bike going by with the bell happened like three times. Yeah. And then mysterious heart attack. And so now my brain just can't take anything as coincidence. It can't take anything as – I mean, there are a lot of things like that where they
1: bring attention to it and it is tying into what's happening in the future. But – I, like I said, I just did not pick up on that happening. You might be right. I, I have no idea. But I'd argue that Dr. Manhattan really can't take human form,
0: especially like, even what they reveal in the end. So do you think what we're going to see... I think it's see, more of his subconscious is stuck in this... Do you think Cal was an actual person that died in an accident or went brain dead and Dr. Manhattan has been inhabiting this cow body? I don't or? even... I think... Do you think, think he is Cal?
1: I don't think he's controlling Cal or anything I think he's hiding in Cal and but Cal did Cal doesn't realize but it. did
0: Cal exist before the accident I think or, so or, okay
1: yeah I think it was a per, especially how I think we're jumping ahead a little bit
0: Oh we're I'm all over the place
1: but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Cal, Dr. Manhattan is controlling Cal. I think he's hiding in Cal. And I think Cal probably was a real person at some point. And maybe his mind was wiped in the process of this implanting of him in
0: there. But we'll talk more about this in a (laughs) second. So Angela's (laughs) memories are jumbled up, much like my trying to deal with this episode. (laughs) I have real problems, Clint. I'm sorry. Uh, Her memories are all jumbled up. I love how they dealt with that. Yeah, uh, Lady True explains quite a bit of what's going on. Her her daughter, who turns out to be her a rem, clone of her, her mother, mother. Yeah, I thought that was kind of classy. The, yeah, I like that. I want my mother there to see what I'm about to accomplish. Uh, a little bit of a heavy handed, and my father will be soon too. Which. Is it anybody other than Ozymandias? Right, yeah. You know, uh, unless it's some weird Manhattan thing, but I don't think I think so. it's Ozymandias, I especially
1: with her connection to the company and everything. Yeah. That she kind of inherited it rather than she yeah. took it away.
0: Yeah, that's that's my assumption. That's why the giant gold statue of Dad yeah. and, and things like that. That doesn't bother me. It just uh, I wish they would just, on those kind of things, just say it instead of playing it for a mystery when it it seems obvious and maybe, maybe well I mean she's
1: talking though. to Angela and there's no real reason for her to like reveal that that moment I mean yeah. it's just us as viewers are piecing that together and it does it was a little like the knows how she said it but it's just like in that moment that she's yeah. has no reason to reveal that
0: to her. Yes. Well, and it's it's roundabout here that we get kind of the center plot of the of the episode, or really the whole series. The 7th Cavalry is up to no good, and they are trying to, uh, Senator Keane is trying to take himself and basically give himself uh, blue powers. He's yeah. trying to be Dr. Manhattan. They're going to kill Dr. Manhattan somehow, take his powers, and Keene's going to become the new Manhattan specifically so he can be powerful enough to bring uh, you know, white, the white race back to where it should be. You know, restore balance, according to him. Yeah. Uh, which is so perfectly racist. It's, <laughs> it's such a racist, like, I want to ascend to godlike powers just so I can suppress minorities. I really
1: liked the, the line where she's like, oh, you're, you're," she's like, you're just a bunch of racist asses or whatever. And he's like, no, we're, uh, it's just really hard to be a white man in America right now. <laughs> I'm gonna be a Which, blue man. You're you're a white man
0: in America. Me? I'm a white man yeah. in America. Mm-hmm. Do you do you find the white experience particularly difficult? No, because I, I do not. No, I would not say. No. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty breezy.
1: Yeah, easy breezy. Yeah, Cover girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also a, a very very white company, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Seventh Cavalry, their their kind of plot is. Uh, revealed. And Lady True, at least according to her, she knows about this and she wants to stop it. Right. She wants to save the world because if they get Manhattan powers, they're going to destroy the world. She has a way to save the world with this Millennium Clock uh, which has an hour left before it goes live. Now you hear in the background uh, a little announcement that uh, anybody that still has metal implants has to go and get them removed before the clock turns on. Any thoughts on that? There must be some magnetic. Okay. Do leak. you any idea what this thing's going to do? No. I'm I not, I no I, longer subscribe to the theory that yeah. I had that it's going to be white people in space. Yeah. I, I was really it was really pulling that for white still rings of Saturn. In some other way. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I'm just not seeing or white rings of Jupiter. Yeah. Not
1: not seeing. Just maybe not on a mass scale. Maybe it's just a bunch of the um, white supremacists yeah. just floating out there, in Manhattan just. Poof, puts yeah. out there. Yeah. And we'll
0: still so, see that. Uh, Angela, man, I'm really trying to get to what I don't like. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm just, my brain <laughs> really cannot let go of some things. So Angela gets tired of being strapped to this memory machine, disconnects herself. Yeah. Uh, or she doesn't disconnect herself yet. She goes she over goes into to the room. room she yeah. wants to confront Will. Yeah. Because that's who she believes she's hooked up to. Because Lady True said, you know, we have to hook you up to a neutral host to help your... Your memories restore, and she busts in the room. And there, in the room, is a full-sized elephant.
1: Yep, loved it. <laughs> Looking at me with a just disinterested look. Let me way. try this again.
0: Yeah, she busts in the room. And it's a full sized elephant.
1: Yep. Did you notice that the um, true symbol or for the company is an elephant? no yeah if you look at the t it's it's got tusks and then that the upper part of the t is the ears
0: you're okay with this
1: yes i am and i was looking i was actually this is what the show has done to me i'm looking up uh elephants brains <laughs> and the elephant brain is very similar to a primate's brain which is then in very similar to a human's brain so i could through that i kind of was like okay that's kind of a logical like there's a one for one kind of we could hook the human up to this and uh human your elephant's brain is three times bigger than a human's and it has i don't know how many more uh neurons in it that so it can handle the load of this um whatever this operation is that's going on i like it i don't know i like the whatever i still trust Lindelof. I yeah, really do i that's especially with the little hints like oh the the, the
0: he is an elephant. The tree, yeah. Should I have to go and research though to, to feel good about a plot development? The whole show is like that though. Maybe. I don't.
1: The whole yeah. show is like that, especially all the history stuff. Yeah. Like we didn't know I any about that. that stuff.
0: But it still worked even when I didn't know about it. Like now that you say all that about an elephant, that's very interesting. And that makes me calm down a little bit.
1: <laughs> but that's what, but I, what I really like moment, about the show. That like an elephant. Yeah, but that's the, the fun I think about this show is it like pushes you to think a little bit more and to maybe explore and see i didn't even think to think about it because it just seems so silly <laughs> but and, everything in the show has had elements of that where you know
0: have... here's why it seems so silly because that stupid trapdoor. That, <laughs> that, that trap door it's
1: just a fun little
0: thing a trapdoor is a metaphor for this entire episode for me where he's hitting the button <laughs> oh my goodness. nothing's happening and then suddenly i'm falling
1: I love that. It was just a fun, like, (laughs) silly thing.
0: We're in a comic book show. I'm I'm so glad you love that. Uh, I haven't gotten to my my third thing yet. Okay. All right. So I'm going to read about elephants and I'm going to feel better.
1: Well, it's just what I told you. I mean, it might not be the reason, but that was like, it put me down that rabbit hole of investigating it a bit. There might be a whole, whole different reason why it's hooked up to an elephant. Okay. But I don't know. It could be like, hey, the elephant is part of the logo of the company. The elephant is the mascot of the company. We got this elephant lying around. Let's hook her up to that because Will's off doing whatever he's doing. There's got to be. Maybe. Yeah.
0: I, what I did appreciate appreciate about this episode is it's dealing with uh, how racism passes from one generation to the next. Uh-huh. Uh, it did that a lot in this. It's, it's dealing with it with Lady True and her daughter, mm-hmm. her mom, whatever. Uh, it's dealing with it uh, when it comes to Angela, especially. Uh, it's dealing with it with Judd's wife. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's this idea that racism isn't born in a vacuum and it doesn't stay in a vacuum. It passes on or it comes from somewhere. Uh, even Will, uh, in the early Hood of Justice kind of thing, uh, there are things developing there that pass to his son, which then therefore those fears then pass to, in a different way, to Angela. Yeah. Where the the very things that make her like her grandfather are the things her father were, was trying to avoid. He's trying to break that cycle. But in trying to break that cycle, it ironically leads her right back to it. When the episode was playing with that kind of thing, I was all in. Yeah. I got it. It just felt like there were these these almost jokey flourishes, and I took the trapdoor, the elephant, <laughs> and then for the first week, I did not enjoy the Ozymandias stuff. Oh, really? I was with it.
1: I liked after, I especially after there was a couple. The past couple episodes were really heavy. Mm-hmm. I really liked that there was a bit of of a light touch to some of the stuff that was, even if it's not. In the grand scheme of it, I like that there was a little bit of a joke, especially with how they played with like in the first episode, the uh, ins- the
0: introduction of the squids falling. Like mm-hmm. there was a humorous part to that. There is, but it was it was more absurdist, and and this, this is it, absurdist. It's absurdist up to the point that he farts. That <laughs> was that was where I was just like. I'm waiting. I'm I'm on uh, like bated breath. What's he going to say? And I know it's it's not going to be eloquent. They built this whole scene to be eloquent, so I know he's going to say something. But I I just I'm like no what?
1: no. <laughs> I had no problem with that. Uh, I don't know. I just had no problem with it. Not it started with the trap door, the
0: elephant, that. and then it was that, and then the pigs, <laughs> and I. I just there's a version of the next two episodes, the last two episodes, where where it will all make sense to me, and in retrospect, I will love this episode. Yeah, but right now, I'm just like, what? Just ha- what? <laughs> I the only thing at the end of this episode uh, that I can tell we learned, other than Angela's past, really like that, uh, is that Cal is Doctor Manhattan. We'll talk about that here in a second. And that, uh, uh, yeah, that Cal is Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, and Keen wants to be Dr. Manhattan. Uh-huh. So it's a very Dr. Manhattan-centric episode, even though he's not really in it. Yeah. Um, I just, I, man, I don't know. <laughs> it felt like 45 minutes just to tell me two little plot points.
1: Well, I think you got a lot
0: out of it. You got a, a lot more
1: out of uh, Angela's backstory. And, well, now that and I'm talking a, about it, it, it I realize of things there's a lot more. It set a lot
0: of things into place. Now that I'm talking about it, I realize there's a lot more good that happened. I just trapdoor elephant <laughs> fart. That's
1: thing like they're not consequences. Like they're not anything that's going to throw they off. They hurt the my sh- heart.
0: They're fun. I they they think my the show heart. needed some need some fun. But it's been having fun, but in ways that engage me. And these were it was, just, it was. If any one of these things had happened, I think it'd be okay. It was just each one compounded the next one. And And then when I rewatched it, I was dreading each one coming. I just, (laughs) I, this week, I felt like one of those people that do not get the show. Yeah. For the first time. Hannah. It makes
1: this makes me feel better that those are the things that bothered you, okay. and it wasn't some grand undertone. No, 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 that no. I am
0: missing. That I was like, oh man, I'm an idiot for missing this because nope. I was totally fine with all that. It was these three things that just so distracted and yanked me out of my Watchmen immersion that it made me really angry at the show for this episode. Hmm. I, I, none of it made me fear where the show was going or what they're doing or anything like that. I, I was, was still waiting on board. for you to say something like that. Nope. Nope, nothing like that. It just, I, I, it it was such a a different tone. Um, It just, it, it slipped a little too far to the extreme of, of, um, a farce of, of, of of absurdist comedy, Um, and I just, I don't know. Then uh, it didn't help the first time through that I felt like an absolute idiot. uh, That Cal is Doctor Manhattan. Mm. Um, Great twist. But I had been so pulled out of the episode at various points, it didn't even hit me. Like, I think it would have hit me without those distractions. Oh, okay. And so by the end of the first episode, because those things had distracted me, now I'm angry at the episode. (laughs) Because the thing that I really should have been losing my mind over, uh, which in repeat viewings, there's so much there to talk about, um, that that it almost made me mad. It was just like, you ruined this twist for me. (laughs) I guess
1: because I did not have a problem with any of
0: that, I really enjoyed that right. how that was all revealed. All right. Well, let's let's put this behind me. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's talk about Cal as Doctor Manhattan. Okay. What are your thoughts? How did how did you react to this twist? Well,
1: I I mean I didn't see it coming at all. I was not. It was the the shells are being turned around, and I was not keeping my eye on that one. And I. So I didn't pick up on it till she's got a hammer in her hand and she's about to smash him in the head. I'm like, oh, this is not normal. Yeah. This is not a normal normal thing that husbands and wives do. <laughs> and uh, you don't do this at your house. Well, uh, once a month, maybe. Okay. But um, <laughs> but I really like that reveal. I, I gave uh, Cal a, like I'd love to rewatch it again. Now seeing Cal from that perspective, that especially in like, oh yeah, he is kind of not mindless but just like not airheaded strangely detached stra- yeah that's a good way to put it he's just detached and like yeah he is just home all the time just reading he is doesn't seem to have a job and it's like what is yeah what is i don't know so it's fun to think about it in that perspective now with that yeah. perspective
0: yeah. Um, i apparently read it figured this out weeks ago um, um, because when I went to search for reactions and as people are digging back through, there's a whole bunch of like, I told you, like, what you told me. Yeah. Because uh, I don't usually read any of that no, stuff. I don't read mean- it. Apparently Reddit, based on an early preview where you see Dr. Manhattan's blue hand, uh-huh. like people have screenshots where they've compared his knuckle prints oh, gosh. to the guy who plays Cal, yeah. and he does have distinct knuckle marks, and so they called it, Months ago, okay, uh, as early as like June or something, oh, before the show even started. Uh, which one, really?
1: Way to way to ruin the show for yourself. Yeah, that's not fun.
0: I'm very glad I knew nothing about it. Uh, but two, uh, the good part of this is now they started to go through all the foreshadowing. Uh, there's things like when he's answering the question about death to his adopted son. And oh, okay. He's saying, there is nothing after, yeah. and she kind of looks at him, and she's just like, "You can't tell that to a kid." And he's like, "Why? It's true." Yeah, uh, and very similar to some things that Manhattan says mm-hmm. in the original Watchmen comic. Uh, there, there are different elements like that. Uh, the way he reacts when she's trying to pick a fight, the way he he has, even when he's speaking to her, her in, uh, when she's having the nostalgia overdose, how detached he kind of seems, where he's just like, "Angela, it's Cal," and he's just not quite all there
1: I I when I was re-watching it I was watching it from knowing that he is and when he shows up to the lady trues um, the clock with the company and how he's reacting to like going to the um, security desk or not the desk with the booth and just how he is just oh yeah he's so detached and he's just not submissive, but he's just like going along with what's happening, and yeah. it's
0: like somebody. And and before I had just taken it as he's not a great actor. Yeah, he's doing okay or in he's the role. Just, he doesn't or really
1: have a large role to fill, so yeah, he's yeah.
0: that's probably he's, a better way he's he's to put it. He's not given much to do. And now I'm thinking, oh, this is a very good performance, and this is very intentional. And yeah. this was he's always slightly off, almost like um, a sociopath in a serial killer mm. uh, flick or show where they're imitating empathy and emotion instead of actually feeling or delivering it. Yeah. And so I I can't imagine that the next episode doesn't explain all of it and show us exactly um well yeah I mean you know what what <laughs> happened there and uh how are they in love and why have they been together and why did he want to go human and tons of how questions. How much of
1: Manhattan is in Cal to worth mm-hmm. that what that makes that relationship like yeah
0: yep was and like i was saying earlier was cow somebody before uh manhattan or did manhattan create cow this biological form Mm. to inhabit and angela here's how you snap me out of it um but it was it was very very Fascinating to me, especially how much religious imagery that suggests, the idea of the godlike being coming and and being human Mm. and living a life and things like that, Um, you know, kind of the Judeo-Christian background uh, there. That was really interesting. So I I absolutely can't wait for the next episode. I'm sure they're still going to tie in exactly what is up with Ozymandias. Maybe I'll love all that. I heard he doesn't speak anymore. He just farts. I see your smile, <laughs> and I want you to see my lack of smile. <laughs> I see it. Did you hear that grand pause? It just. <sighs>
1: hmm I called it. It's yeah. on Reddit. <laughs> Everyone else on Reddit saw it
0: too. He just farts. Okay, that's just that's that's how he gets off of Europa. He yeah, just he propels farts, himself yeah. with his own body. Yeah, body yeah there, there was no trebuchet
1: no. that was launching
0: him. Yeah. He just farted himself into yeah. space. Yeah. Once all of this is explained, I genuinely hope I can come back to this episode and enjoy it. Here's how I can enjoy it. <laughs> if – here are my three ifs. Mm-hmm. If Laurie knows that she's going to be taken prisoner. I love this scene.
1: I, but I kind of saw that on her face already. I hope so. Her whole reaction almost is like, yeah, I'm If the situation. reason she's
0: on the phone instead of at the site where the 7th Cavalry – guys are dead is because looking glass is in her living room and they are working out a plot. He's going to infiltrate with the Rorschach mask. She's going to go and get captured. Totally in right now. I love the trapdoor because the thing I actually hated about the trapdoor is that scene made me feel like Laurie was an idiot. She's walking in. She's about to accuse this person. And aside from being surprised, this person just admits it like you should be on your guard. If this person is truly 7th Cavalry, you're by yourself. Why are you waltzing in, making this accusation, and then just standing there when she's pointing a box at you?
1: I don't think it makes her look like an idiot. I feel like it makes her look like she's caught off guard that it didn't go to plan as she might have intended to.
0: As soon as, if I go into somebody's house and they admit to being super racist and they're in on this big plot and, you know, well, she and be, they yeah. point a box at me. <laughs> And I am a trained FBI agent with a firearm on my side. I am shooting that person. I will find out what the <laughs> box is later. Maybe it's a TV remote, but why are they pointing it at me and pushing a button? I'm going to charge them. I'm going to do something. So the fact that she just stands but you there. you aren't a trained FBI agent. No, I'm not.
1: But this is the woman that brought are you? down fake Because you Batman. are legally supposed to tell me if you
0: are. It's a trap. marks Thanks, Skinny Pete. So, um, so that's that's my first if. Yeah. If Lori was actually knowing what she was doing, she's working with Looking Glass, which would totally track. Now I will forgive that scene. If they can make me feel better about that elephant in the room, <laughs> and part of it is because it's not in a cage, it's just laying on the floor. It's sedated. Sleepy time. Yeah, but it's just on the floor. It's not in an elephant enclosure. Sedated, just on the floor. And this, what if this elephant wakes up? They've never had an accident where the know elephant the wakes up. Of the room, though. Elephants freak out when they're in small yeah, spaces. It's... And I would imagine it would start to charge around. Just a thought. Anywho, <laughs> if they give me a good explanation on that elephant, okay. I'm sure no, there's. Now I'm good. Yeah. If number three,
1: <laughs> if oh, as far they the can
0: explain. The show. If they can explain that courtroom, uh, in the course of explaining where he's at, what are these clones? Who is the game warden? All of that. If they give me a satisfying answer there, I'll be okay. I think the judge what's is
1: definitely one of the clones. I yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He said this is day three sixty five. I think this is, you know, this is anniversary or cycle five. Yeah. I think this has been happening, and the reason he's been descending, and the reason he starts killing all the clones, as opposed to the first anniversary where he's just like, "That's a butter knife."
1: Well, he may have gone through this whole thing before.
0: I think he's. I think yeah, this is. That's what his reaction of a fart. He's just like, ah, this is. I've done this. I've yeah. put up a defense. This yeah. is stupid. This is. This is ridiculous. Yeah,
1: and then like we were talking before maybe like he was being he's being replanted in different places, maybe this and is
0: it'll be another if uh, that's the case. Now I like this scene. Okay? Do you like if the fart? Even that. <laughs> yes, I would like that because he's just so beside himself yeah. that he's done this and he's done this and he's he's genuinely trapped. Not just trapped but having to repeat yeah, uh, And each time he tries to find a way out, and they always seem to get him back to this courtroom.
1: Well, maybe even if there isn't a thing where it's repeating, or, but maybe he just knows that they have really no power over him. Right. Where, like,
0: he's seen that they can't really do anything to him. So when he's on Europa and he spells out, help me or save me? Save me, I think. Save me. Uh, there's another word. And we weren't sure the first time we talked about this, but I went back and checked. It says, save me. And then to the right side of the screen is the letter D in bodies. And it cuts off whatever the third word is. If it's save me doctor, for instance, and he's trying to not go to the satellite, or maybe he's going to the satellite, but he's trying to get hold of Dr. Manhattan. He has no idea that Dr. Manhattan is Cal. Cal is not aware of his Dr. Manhattan-ness. And so is that why... He hasn't been saved. Did he go into this place with the agreement with Dr. Manhattan that he would, uh, you know, be rescued if there was an issue and he's trying to get a hold of the doctor and can't figure out why Dr. Manhattan's not, I don't know. Yeah. There, there could be a very simple thing there that makes me love. you sure
1: song. it was a D and not O? I think it was an O. Could have been O. No. Maybe. That's what I, I remember now you said that. Oh Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like, save me
0: Ozzy. Yeah. Like it's a signature. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if, and if <laughs> if they don't do those things, I'm just going to pretend this episode didn't happen. Like some of it happened, but there are going to be about seven minutes that I I <laughs> I just I can't I can't I can't can't None of that bothered me. Okay. So it's not. We're very different people. Glenn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we like a lot of the same things, but then there's something we just diverge. Yeah, yeah. you know. That's that's okay. I
1: it's like okay. absurd things a little bit more than you, I think. I like absurd things when they're in keeping with the
0: tone of but what's that's come kind before. Of,
1: but I think there was enough of that beforehand. Maybe. And it was just, it was just kind of condensed down to one episode. And that be, might be why it's sticking out to you a little bit more. The, a lot of what ozymandias does is
0: pretty absurd it's absurd but it's it's surreal so the clones and the clone machinery and fishing them out of the lake it is absurd but there's a a surreal nightmare quality to it that while funny on the surface is dark and odd and and that's where this one lost me there's it's around it but then when he reacts that way my first reaction was oh he's just It's like playing a game or he's just trying to to be a child about it when they're trying to take it so seriously.
1: Uh, Yeah, but they're like children themselves. So they can't like – it's almost like they're playing courtroom. Yeah. So he knows like this is ridiculous.
0: Well, and it would be infuriating to be the smartest man on the planet and you're stuck in this world with these idiot clones. Yeah. That have this idiot courtroom. Yeah. Uh, and they just dredge up your past the whole time Yeah. now other bit of theory crafting the the girl uh, Lady True's daughter talks about uh, Lady True talks about nostalgia and the way people I really like that that they designed it to help people to give them empathy to help them through situations but people because of their rage would just attach and focus on all the bad things that yeah. happened to them uh-huh. that was really interesting and that made me wonder is that what's happening to Ozymandias because this courtroom brings up all the things he did wrong in killing the three million people—is he on some sort of weird, other version of nostalgia, or he's mm. trapped somewhere where the nostalgia—he's—he thinks it's these clones, but it's actually him reliving his own. It's like his own mind trying to dredge up like the, the things he should feel bad versions about versions
1: of himself, mm-hmm. and like yeah, I don't know, I don't know. That—that's what I think is part of the fun of this show is. I don't, I'm definitely not a Reddit person where I'm trying mm-hmm. to tear every single piece of it into its molecular form and try to figure out what's happening. I don't, I don't find fun in that. I don't know. Um, I like to just get a little bit of information each week, piece mm-hmm. it into the whole puzzle. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Jam it into your forehead like a ring with a dot in it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Become someone you're not. I am really uh, to excited me. to see that whole yeah. process, and yeah, I hope. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know.
0: So yeah, this was uh, an episode. You enjoyed it. You still love the show. I do. I, I still love the show.
1: I like. I don't know. Like I, I have no problem with absurdist uh, humor, kind of things like that. So it just did not take me out of it. It just add a little, little bit of a sprinkle on top of the. I
0: realize at a genetic level. There's enough of my father in me. <laughs> this is what my father would always do. I could be watching an amazing movie. Yeah. A great movie. And he would pick up on and pick on one or two little things. And he hated the movie. And I used to hate listening to him talk about why he hated the movie because he would bring up these things. I'm just like, dad, let, the, let it go. It's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie, dad. Yeah, my dad wasn't like that at all. Never, Mine was. And yeah. I realized... As much as I fought it, maybe even just a percent of it slipped into my bloodstream and has developed. Yeah. And has foiled my attempts to love one hundred percent of this show. Yeah. And has left me with only ninety nine percent of <laughs> the Watchmen season one. It's a comic book show. Don't be dismissive, Clint. I, I every time you say comic book, <laughs> I see your eyebrows quiz falling from the sky.
1: Yeah, but they serve a greater purpose. But not everything has to be a part of the greater purpose, I don't think. Not every single inch of the show has to be. The greater
0: good Clint. The greater good.
1: The greater good for me the was getting the chuckle Clint. out of a, fall, a floor falling through and <laughs> a fart from an old man.
0: I guess. I just, I demand more.
1: Damon <laughs> Lindelof. I think he's giving us what he promised.
0: Probably. Like I said, I'll episode eight will come and go, and I'll just be like episode seven was brilliant. It was brilliant. I now have an almost religious sense of awe for episode seven because, <laughs> wow, I I just I was an idiot, and uh, Damon Lindelof is is uh, Well, one I one.
1: Thing I wanted to say, and I totally forgot because of your anger towards a lot of this. Sorry. Is I thought there was a lot of really good world building in like when she they're showing her in Vietnam and the memories of that yeah. with like, yeah. um, solidifying um, Dr. Manhattan in his role there with like her on the street with like the, the puppet show and the selling of like face masks and like how he's become this like cult-like figure, not cult-like figure, but like a pop, icon almost and i I like little touches like that
0: yeah well and so that's one where i did start digging uh on the internet i i started reading about vietnamese culture and vietnamese religions Mm. and things like that uh i'm not even going to attempt to explain everything i read look that kind of stuff up okay and start to read about the way at the like um original vietnamese language or not language uh religion the way that they think about gods the the different things they think and then think about that scene because what's what's happening there is is a really uh subtle kind of nod to they really see him as a god okay they don't just see him like the americans would see him that these he's this product of science mm. um there's this culture class. Ha- clash happening there in that Vietnam scene where some of them are taking him as literal deity Mm. and the dissidents are not they are rejecting the idea of deity and that means something very specific in the Vietnamese culture compared to accepting deity and that was really interesting and again would not even pretend I can somehow recap all the different things I read on that but it's very very interesting
1: you're winking at me like you are actually an authority on this topic no no, yeah. that is itchy you're like, eye. You're like, I know a lot. No, that is not itchy eye. No. Nah.
0: Itchy eye. It's I got diagnosable. It.
1: I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know a lot. Yeah.
0: This episode of Watchmen <laughs> is brought to you by Visine. Vizine gets <laughs> rid authority of itchy eye. <laughs> <culture. laughs> <laughs> Vizine, you know. the authority on Vietnamese religious culture. I like that. That's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But yeah, the world building was excellent. It it really, I like that they don't just allow a flashback to be a flashback. Everything's in service of creating this larger world and really thinking out uh, what the consequences of every action would be. Right. Um, they did the same thing. All the the Cyclops stuff and bringing that into the Seventh Cavalry. Yeah. And the things that they're doing there. That's very interesting. I'm sure that's much bigger than just Keen wants to be Manhattan. I think there's there's a lot more because they're playing with teleporters and, and other things. And
1: are things. they going to – he's just going to be Manhattan or they're going to make like an army of Manhattans where they all become like these know. godlike figures and know. which they already believe they are the, the inheritors of the earth and they should be the only ones in control.
0: Well, and the fun thing there is when uh, when John first becomes Dr. Manhattan, he starts to lose his – prior perspective and beliefs. Right. And so how hilarious it would be for super <laughs> racist to finally gain godlike powers yeah. and then to realize, oh, we're all the same. Yeah. Like that's his first epiphany. Yeah. Well, then what do you do, super racist? Yeah. Um.
1: Or there, the, he he gets the powers of Manhattan and he's like, I'm just greater than all of you. Yeah. And then he doesn't. Yeah. Blue yeah. is best. Blue is best. Yeah. yeah. Um, you thought you were so great, white race. Yeah. You were all... Nothing.
0: Yeah, and and part of me just hopes like, man, let's do it. I want to yeah. see what happens when super racist uh, gets those kind of uh, brain expanding powers, uh, mind altering whatever. What if um, uh, Ozzy Mandius
1: it returns from wherever he is and he has to battle new Doctor Manhattan with farts. <laughs> <laughs> If st- it will,
0: <laughs> if new <laughs> <Your> favorite show <laughs> <laughs> won me back, uh, maybe I don't know. In it, Lindelof, we trust, he's like Gilligan. Um, yeah, maybe Gilligan, like he makes <laughs> Vince oh, Gilligan. <laughs> oh,
1: I thought you're, I mean, on the island, like you made a radio <laughs> no. out of a coconut.
0: Vince Gilligan, and Gilligan, we trust. Oh, okay. In, uh, I was like, I don't know. In Lindelof, we trust. I, yeah. I really do. I believe that all of these things have purpose. I just, it has been a torturous week waiting for Sunday to roll around uh, because <laughs> I need, I need episode eight to pat me on the head and tell me everything's okay, kid. Uh, it's all part of the plan. We got this. I need it. Because if they don't do that, I will probably still love this show, but I'll always look back at episode seven and just be like you those. want them to
1: directly reference these three things that you yes. are having a problem with yep. in like a coherent way that ties into? Yep. Yep. Mm. They don't have to address them. They just have
0: to address them.
1: I don't think the trap door is coming back. <laughs> the, the trap.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm not sorry. asking them to redeem the trap door if Laurie knows what she's doing. That I redeems think she the does just door,
1: from how sh- she's reacting to the whole
0: situation. Then they just need to show me. And uh, that'll be very obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she just continues to be damsel in distress, which I cannot imagine that's what the show is doing, uh, that trapdoor will be idiotic. If she is playing a game uh, at the expense of the 7th Cavalry, uh, mm-hmm. now I'm in. Yeah. Um, well, like
1: you, like going that. back to what you were saying, like... Yeah, we he didn't see looking glass at all. Who knows what he's doing? Who knows what conversation he he if he might have had with her yep. where he filled her in on certain things yep. and revealed to her why he ended up turning over um, – what's her name?
0: Mm-hmm. Angela. Angela in the first place. So. Well, yeah. and he's a master of interrogation. So who knows before he killed the last guy what he got out of him. Right, right. He could have gotten – Judd's wife and everything else out of this guy. Well, then he's loading Laurie with plenty of information. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm Then I'm I'm back in on that. The elephant. Give me one line. Give me just a little. I'm sure that
1: yeah. jumbo. Yeah. Even if it's just a passing thing, I think they're going to. There's more to that. Like. Yeah, I, even, even if not, I like looking into why maybe yeah. an elephant.
0: Yeah. And, and the the best I can get, and that one I can probably let go because she said it has to be a neutral host. Yeah. No human being right. an can animal really be, would be the a most natural neutral. host. That's, that's as neutral as you yeah. get. So I can probably let that one go, even if they don't address it. um
1: And who knows what is that? Like, we don't know what's happening exactly with the countdown of this clock. Maybe it's like an arc
0: thing where that's
1: why there's animals just around. Maybe. I
0: don't know. And with Ozymandias, I don't need a flashback of him eating baked beans or something like that to explain it away. I I (laughs) I just need an explanation for that. The court, the reality, what's happening, and then I think I'll be okay. I think I'll be okay. I, th- I think I'm going to get through okay. this. I think I'm going to get through this. I hope so. It's it's going to get better. Yeah, it's going to get better. I think I'll it's be totally okay. fine. Doesn't have to get any better. I, I think I'll get
1: better. I think it'll be <laughs> you'll better. have to get better. The I show think is perfectly. This wild.
0: episode is like the flu for me, and I'll get over it. I think I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get past it. The flu? I don't know about the A head flu. cold. I don't know. No, I don't know. I okay. Don't know. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> I, I think I'll be okay just talking to you made me feel better I think Good. that's what I needed we recorded later this week mm-hmm. than normal and so I've had two extra days to get angsty about it and, and uneasy
1: Yeah. And maybe so, watching it three times wasn't
0: the best for your well, I watched it the second time because I'm like I'll love it this time and I didn't and yeah. I'm like oh no oh no <laughs> and then I watched it the third time and then I was angry I should have stopped after two yeah yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens next week. Do you want to know the title of next week's episode? Sure. Are you sure?
1: Don't tell me what it means.
0: It is the white rings of Jupiter.
1: <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Liar. Or... No,
0: I wouldn't do that to you. See, Don't tell me then.
1: You... I'm just going to go and think it's the white rings of Jupiter. It's
0: not the white rings of Jupiter, but let me read it and just see what it is. Oh, uh, this, this would not spoil anything at all. This is actually in reference to this episode.
1: Can okay. I? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh,
0: the next episode is called "A God Walks Into a Bar," oh. uh, which actually reminds me. Let's talk about a few things. So, a God walks into a bar. A joke, maybe a Laurie joke or whatever. But a bar, Angela a bar, Cal a bar. A God walks into a bar.
1: <laughs> oh, now you ruined it.
0: Oh well, no. But it's it's spaced out a bar. So who knows? But somebody uh, read it. Uh, and this one I appreciated because they pointed out that what Laurie has is called the Excalibur in her briefcase. Uh, Uh, And it's her Uh. ex and it's Cal (laughs) A-bar. Ex-Cal A-bar. Right? Excalibur? Yeah. Uh, Somebody actually wrote that down and man, if they joke about it, like get on that guy for figuring that out. Otherwise, I'm just going to call big coincidence there and
1: I don't know. That's don't a, know. that's really funny. Maybe
0: that's a little in joke. Yeah, but there's
1: probably some stupid thing that someone said in the writers' room, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna
0: just p- call him Cal Abar. It's Laurie's ex, Excalibur," and they probably busted out laughing. Yeah. And they're like, and then there's gonna be an elephant, bah! <laughs> Trapdoor. Anyway, God walks into a. It was bar. a good episode. So we're gonna find out. Ignore Ken. Oh, no, no, no. It was it was a good episode. I'll give you that. It was not a great episode yet. It was great. Not yet.
1: It was great. Not yet. I really enjoyed it, absurdist humor and all.
0: I mildly enjoyed it. We're all out to be wrong. Stop <laughs> winking. <laughs> this is the third dramatic pause we've had on this podcast where I've just stared at you.
1: Pauses. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thank you for being my therapist, Clint. You brought me back around. I think I'll be okay. Yeah, and, I hope so. Uh, between you and Lindelof, I think I'll be back on board by next week. And Clint-Alof, you trust. <laughs> and Clint-Alof, I trust. I do trust Clint-Clint-Alof. Clint-Clint-Alof. clint <laughs> <laughs> right. Legally uh, changing my name. This has been episode seven of Who Watches the Watchmen? Clinton and Ken do. Clint-Alof and Ken. Clint-Clint. That's hard to say. Uh, this he was- an almost religious sense of all. Next week, uh, God walks into a bar. Let's find out what happens. Okay, all right. I'll be there. All right. See ya. See you later, Clint. Bye.